When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Slobberknockers, the show where three fans get off the couch and on the mics to talk all things football. With your hosts, Joshua Toomey, Gene Vogel, and yours truly, Baco. Welcome to Slobberknockers. My name is Baco, and filling out this panty-dropping cast, we have Gene Vogel from the Disciples of the Watch podcast and Josh Toomey, the host of the Talk To Me podcast. Gentlemen, how are you this evening? Fabulous here. How are you, Timmy? I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, before we uh, pour some salt in your wounds, it seems like only 18 weeks ago we started this, and here we are. Yeah, 18 short weeks ago, guys. <laughs> I, I'm so... It's it, This has been a blast each and every week. All right, fair enough, Gene. How is the how is uh, the eighteen weeks treated you? Oh, pretty well. Other than all the technical issues, got those hammered out now, just in time for the end of the season. So that's awesome. Um, <laughs> you sound uh, like me. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I figured out what it was finally. You know, yeah. yeah, you gotta you gotta fix your horns, there, buddy. Yeah, fuck it. It's all good. <laughs> but yeah, well, this the season's already seemed to fly by. But you know, as we're Watching, uh, well, for me at least, watching more football to pay attention to what the other teams are doing. Hmm. Uh, it seemed like it went even faster because here we are. It's like, well, crap! Now it's the playoffs. We're not. We're looking down the barrel of the end of the football season uh, as far as NFL goes. Of course, I know uh, Toomey, you're a big fan. Was it the what's the new one called? The AFL or uh, what's that? What's that new team or the new series? The USFL. Let's go. USFL. Yes. You, what was your who's your go to on that one? The Michigan Panthers, thank you. I already, I already forgot to me. You you made me pick a team last year. Do you remember which one I picked? I don't remember now. Right, I'm gonna have to, have to go back into our feed because I I can't be a, a bandwagoner. You know what I mean? I, well, you know now that the season's over, I mean, what, let's talk some draft. You know, um, the Titans got the eleventh pick in the draft. I mean, I really think we're gonna go offensive lineman, maybe wide receiver. What do you, what do you guys think? What are, what are the Vikings gonna do? I got to tell you, I remember those days when the season would end and we would know exactly the spot we were going to be drafting at. But uh, we don't have that luxury this year. Um, so the Vikings well, wrap up the what season. What happened? The Vikings wrap up the season 13-4. and four. I think I'll, I'll, I'll throw myself into there. I'm guessing Gene. I don't think too many people thought that the, the Vikings season, maybe, the opti- well, like I said, optimistically, I was like 11 or more. So I guess I wasn't that far off, but... I also thought they could just shit the bed and 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 go nowhere, but um, 
So, yeah, a n- n- nice little season. As an overall recap, Gene, what are your thoughts on the Vikings season, 13-4? and four? I know you love Kevin. It was a surprise, to be honest. I wasn't expecting to to be to build on anything that happened good last season, which wasn't much. So for Kevin to come in, for Quasey to come in and just take what they were given. I mean, they had, a, you know, some picks, but the picks didn't do us any good so much. But we, we got some good players. We got Traded uh, them all to our division rivals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we got uh, Duke Shelley, who was dropped by the Chicago Bears. We got him for free. We'll just kind of pick him up off the street. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's a lot of luck, man. We, we've had some bounces go our way. We've had some. Man, uh, some, it's only luck for us. Fuck off. I, I, I Luck I, is involved in every game. You it, Sometimes, you know, the, it's. I'm just saying it seems like the overall critique of the Look, Minnesota don't Vikings. Don't get me confused with all those other fucking idiots that are out there online. They're saying the Vikings right. are just all lucky right. and that's right. it. Do not confuse that. I'm not talking about everything that they do is luck. That's bullshit. There's a little bit of luck involved. That's all I'm saying, and and it doesn't always go our way, but we got a lot of it going our way this year. It's almost mm-hmm. like Zimmer was all he'd gather all the bad luck, and if there was luck to be found, he wasn't there to find it. Now we got the new coach, and all of a sudden our luck is turning. When luck is, you know that that mysterious factor that's out there. Call it luck. Call it whatever the fuck you want to call it. But I'm not going to sit on there like so many other people that, you know, especially be they in our division, that the Vikings don't deserve us. You got to, somebody's got to go out there and play these games. Somebody's got to go out there and win these games, be it, be it by a lucky bounce, be it by uh, bad coaching decisions. We've run up against coaches that have made shitty decisions. Do we deserve to lose those games because those coaches can't get their head out of their asses, Ron Rivera? I'm just saying the Vikings earned it. Apologies if it sounded like I was attacking you. Uh, yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, I just think the general narrative, it seems to be the one team in the NFC that everybody wants to play is the Minnesota Vikings, and I'll break that down a little bit more when we actually get to our picks. Uh, the only thing about the game uh, that I wanted to talk about, and, and, and then Gene if you, or to me, if you have more you want to break down on the Viking-Bears thing, because I, I don't know how much we can learn. Uh, we we, we basically only played a half with our starters. They benched most of their team, so our defense looked okay. But there was this one brain fart that Kirk Cousins had at the end of the half, and I <laughs> miraculously we made a fucking field goal. But, yeah, so to break it down for the listeners, there's like 18 seconds left. Third down, we have no timeouts. The one thing you can't do is dump it off to – uh, C.J. Ham in the flat or whoever it was. I can't remember. Uh, maybe it was one of the tight ends. But miraculously, the team literally got off the field. The field goal unit got on the field, and they kicked and made a field goal before the clock went off. But, of course, we had 12 men on the field with a rule I want to change. I think 12 men on the field means 12 men on the field in the play. If you are within five yards of the sideline and running off and it can no way affect the play negatively or positively for your team, that should not be 12 men on the field. So you're saying you want to take one of Aaron Rodgers' plays out of his playbook where he just. I want to basically destroy Aaron Rodgers. Yes. He will not have nothing to do. Yes. Yes. You will will cripple Aaron Rodgers' ability to win games if you take this away from him. That's a solid point. He is. You will get him to retire. 
by changing that rule. <laughs> he has thrown a lot of touchdown passes with a guy just an inch from the sideline on the opposing. Or he'll team. throw an interception, but it doesn't matter because yeah, he got he got lucky and saw a guy trying to run off the field, a three hundred pound gentleman who can't, is not very quick to get off of said field. Anyway, the Vikings won, and uh, they're, they're only their second game. Two times this, this season did they win a game by more than one score, the first and the last game. Did you have anything more to comment on there, Gene? Yeah, it was boring. It, it was one of – they are – where is that one? Here the we go. Bears are who we thought they were. Yeah, I figured they were going to just sink the, sink the game. They didn't want to win it. They were hoping that – we were hoping that the, te- the te- Texans would do exactly what the Texans did. Hmm. And I don't know if that was Lovey thumbing his nose at the city or the, the ownership or flipping them off, or if he thought he was fighting for a job. But I, I would have thought, sink it. You know, don't don't go for that two points. I don't no. I don't even buy into that nonsense. Uh, I got to I actually have something here I can I can uh, share with you because you hear this all the time. And the, to me, this is a lot of fan speak where it's like you have to lose because what if we get it's like, you know, it, here are some names for you. Um, well, shit, I had them in front of me. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Here are some names for uh, you guys to ponder here. I'm going to go back a few years. Um, cause I, I think it takes a, at least, you know, three to four years before you really know what you got, but starting in two nine, 2019, here are some names, Kyler Murray, 2018, Baker Mayfield, 2017, Miles Garrett, 2016, Jared Goff, 2015, Jameis Winston, 2014, Jadavian Clowney, 2013, Eric Fisher. This guy is even in the league anymore. Number one overall pick in 2013, uh, Andrew Luck, you know, uh, solid. Cam Newton, 2011. Sam Bradford, we had him on the Vikings here. Uh, Matthew Stafford, I think, has worked out okay. Uh, We go back to 2007, Jamarcus Russell. The reality is the best player in the draft is almost never the first overall pick. It's really, I think, yeah, if, if you're top one, two, three, four, five, that matters. I just don't think it really matters in the sense of like, oh, man, we just scooted ahead of Houston. I think it is what you suggested, though, Gene. I think Lovey Smith was like, I don't care. I'm just going to have them ball it out, and if we win this game, fuck them because they're going to fire me tomorrow anyway. Yeah, and, and that's exactly how it went down. To me, that's a division rival. What are your thoughts? Oh, I, I think it was Lovey kind of just thumbing his nose at the organization, knowing that he was going to get let go. Um, I mean, of all the games that that on Sunday, it was crazy that that one ended up being the most competitive. It was like, who is going to, you know, they, it was like what, 35 to 32 yeah. or something stupid at the end of it, man. And they, they were, you know, just turnovers, pick sixes, Big plays. It was. It was. It was crazy how how you know dramatic that game was. And for Lovey to just kind of say you know screw you to the Texans on the, on his way out. Yeah. It, it was lovely. I loved it. And the Texans, as bad as their season went, have been in games. So they almost beat the Chiefs. They did the. If they didn't beat the Titans, you guys are probably you know playing this weekend and. Yeah, and those aren't the only two teams. I mean, uh, so whatever. Um, so uh, good on Lovey. I think he's a good guy. Uh, I, he coached the Bears for a long time, and yes. the weird thing is that, like, uh, as much as the Bears were a pretty, kind of a dominant team while he was the head coach for the, the the early part of his tenure, anyway, 
he never really irked me the way like Ditka did or pretty much every coach since. Um, so I'm good on him. Toomey, give us uh, give us your best recap of, of the Titans game, please. Uh, and and by the way, I'm sorry. We, we lost the game. That was kind of a shitty way to lose it, too. Yep. All right. Well, I'm going to just read the room here and move on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were pulling that one off. I thought, well, my pick is wrong. And I was I was pulling for you, Toomey. I thought, sure well, you were. you're the point. And then I saw the game change. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm I guess sure I got the point. <laughs> I'm yeah, serious. I, I, was, I was feeling good, too, man. I was like, got this one, man. Yeah, yeah. I figured it was almost money in the bank. I just, I'm glad I didn't <laughs> try to cash that check. So, who's uglier, uh, Trevor Lawrence as, as like a number one overall pick quarterback, Trevor Lawrence or Andrew Luck? Like an actual looks. Yeah, like like they're both just oh, Andrew butt Luck, fucking ugly man. Is but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and Trevor Lawrence, I mean, like, does he really think those like, like, like the 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 hair metal hair is 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 a good look, you know? And by I can tell you this, I don't know if he's married or if he's dating. I think Andrew Luck is married, but you know, both of them can never go to bed going, she just loves me for me. <laughs> There's zero chance. Now, Pat Mahomes, I think like it's the opposite. It's like you know, yeah, he's. He's rich. He's a quarterback, and his girlfriend is like, uh, you know, six or a seven. I don't know. It's... <laughs> I don't. I don't know where we're going with this one. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I am so glad his Brittany Mahomes is nowhere near my division or my uh, home team. All right. Well, how about an update on our preseason predictions? Uh, so we can officially take off the Titans getting eleven wins. Um. Uh, well, you got one right with Tannehill did not throw more than 10 picks. Other than that, uh, you had the Titans in top five defense. I think we ruled that out last week and Jeff Simmons getting 10 sacks and Malik Willis. For me, uh, I did no better than you. Uh, the Vikes will win at least 11 games. That was my one, one correct pick. Uh, they did not sweep the Packers like I predicted, but they did sweep the Bears, which I didn't predict. So it's kind of the same thing. Five and one in the division, but still not right. Um, Kirk Cousins did not throw 40 touchdowns. Um, the defense was ranked way lower than 18th. They actually took a step back, believe it or not. Now, the only thing I still have in play is the Vikings will win at least one playoff game. So we'll, we'll update that next week. Uh, so let's get to Super Bowl picks uh, before we kick it to Gene to give us his. Toomey, you and I started the season. Just a reminder, I brought it up last week, but Toomey, you have the Bills versus Eagles, and I have the Bucks versus Bills. So... And nothing for nothing else. We uh, we picked uh, teams that are still in play. Gene, you had a week to think about it, and now you have the advantage of actually knowing who's in the playoffs. Who is going to be? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Um, to me, we both have the Bills winning. So, uh, Gene, who's the, what's the matchup, and who's going to win? Actually, I didn't think about it. I kind of forgot about the whole homework <laughs> assignment. Um, I've never done that in my life. Yeah, I thought about it like after the games were settled. I'm like, oh, that's right. I gotta, I gotta figure this out. Who's yeah, going? Or, who, who to pick? And then, yeah, I um, let's say. So, Toomey, how are things in Tennessee? Or I'm, I'm, 
I'm sorry. What, what's the name of you? you the, something knobs? <laughs> Floyd's knobs. Floyd's knobs. How are things in Floyd's knobs while he's uh Oh, fantastic. Man, I can't wait. Uh, I think that's going to be our summer trip this year. So, uh, oh, really? Yeah, I'll probably actually probably be camping in your yard. That's fine. I got a big backyard. Hmm. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> that's my boy. All right. <laughs> Gene, I'm going to keep talking until you tell me you're ready. All right. Well, I'll just throw out a couple names. Um, I'm looking well, at yeah, the- We're looking for two one from the AFC, one from the NFC, and then. Uh, that is correct. Yeah, okay. Oh, and then you want me to pick a winner, but over the yes, overall? of course, yes, yeah. Oh, okay. I gave so you we a week, so now that you're on the spot, it's, it's just all on you there. So Packers Jaguars doesn't work anymore. Is that what you're telling me? Well, Jags do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Detroit. Uh, let's see. Let's go with um, you guys have the bill, so I'm going to go Chiefs. I'll take Chiefs. Um, let's go. No, I don't. I can't do that to to the guys. God, that I'm a little concerned about the NFC. That that's not looking. There's I see a lot of um, possible weak teams or teams <laughs> with weaknesses. If I can interject here, this is the classic gene overthinking that we've seen this whole season. It's like, <laughs> yeah. like, like in, in the, if the, it's almost like as you're f- doing this on short notice, you're like, ah, oh, fuck, I should put more time into this because. I might lose my house. Well, I guess maybe I don't know how big I, I I've never known you to be a big gambler, but uh yeah, uh-huh. I, I think uh I think it'll be okay. Just um ride or die, baby. So we have the Chiefs going up against two. Ugh. I don't even know. I can't trust Purdy to so I can't, it's hard to pick the 49ers. Eagles have shown some weaknesses. Um is, is now is uh Hurts healthy? It sounds like you're you're picking the Vikings because you're you you're coming up with well, all these. Well, that's kind of what I'm wondering is do, do I just uh, just go with Vikings? But then if I go the Vikings, then I'm going to have to take the Bills for for the win. But then that means you uh, the, Vikings. the Chiefs. <laughs> well, that's right. So even better. Well, that we teams are the Chiefs and the Vikings with the Bills winning. That was a problem. So I can't pick the Bills and with the Vikings losing to them because then I like that too. We will get our fifth <laughs> loss. If the if I pick the Chiefs over the Vikings, then the Chiefs beat us again in a Super Bowl. All right. While you think about it a little bit more, I'm going to update the listeners. I think I know there is a postseason version of of the picks thing that wasn't up as as we record this. Uh, if there has to be a new link, uh, I'll, I'll post that on the, the Cobra and Fire group. Games don't start till Saturday, so you have time to, to get in there. There's only six games. So, Gene, please tell me you have narrowed it down to two teams and you're just going to pick a winner. I'm going 49ers and Chiefs will take it. Okay, fair enough. All right. So, uh, you know, in fairness to Gene, I think it's easy for us because we made these predictions at the beginning of the season uh, – and we had no idea who was even going to make it. So we can kind of stick with them uh, where he had to kind of scramble at the last minute here. Uh, well, a lot of uh, coaching news here. Uh, I, I want to start with Sean McVay. It sounds like he's going to walk away, which seems the guy's 36. He, like we hired, a th- what I think Kevin McConnell, Kevin O'Connell is 38, something like that. We hired him off of Sean McVay's staff. Sean McVay has been a coach for six years and he's two years younger than him. Uh, it's unbelievable to think that a 36-year-old coach who won a Super Bowl a year ago is going to walk away on his own terms. Is he doing it for the attention, though? Or is he honest? I didn't look at the... I heard about it, but I didn't look... 
I didn't check the press or, or his announcement. Did he have a press conference regarding this, or was it just brought up in a conference like, hey, your team sucks, uh, what's your he plan? He hasn't said one way or the other. He's doing the Brett Favre kind of Aaron Rodgers thing where it's like, I'll, I'm going to think about this. That's what I'm wondering, yeah. yeah. yeah no, yeah. nothing's official. But to me, like when, you, when right. you're talking like that, you're basically got one foot out the door anyway. I do like the way Sean Payton did it where he's like, yeah, I'm done. I, I really don't <laughs> care for the... Uh, this I'll let you know in a week bullshit to me. Well, he is also saying that he's allowing his coaches to make lateral moves and he won't block them. So, I mean, that kind of has some writing on the wall too, that he's probably out and, and he might be, might be doing the smartest thing ever. He might just walk away, you know, destroy their salary cap, destroy their picks, destroy everything. Win the Super Bowl become a, a, a heralded offensive genius, walk away, go right into the booth at Amazon for like what was reported like 20 million a year. Hmm. Like, you know, he might be the smartest man alive and, and he'll, he'll do that thing like Gruden and all those coaches that every year for, you know, coaches, uh, coaching searches like, man, you think Sean McVay will, will go to the, you know, the Vikings after they, ha- they fire Kevin, you know, like they are, they going <laughs> to like do stuff like that every single year, you know, for the longest time, every year it was Bill Cower and it was all the coaches on TV, John Gruden and, and, you know, will they come out? Well, they won't, you know, and there's a big love fest for them every year. So maybe, maybe this is just kind of the Sean McVay version of that. This is what we'll end up seeing. That's kind of how I feel about it a little bit too, but uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it plays out. It just seems silly, you know, because um, you, I don't know. I guess I come from that old school era where you coach till you get fired. Um, hey, you, you know what? Hey, we should do a quick demo. I'm sure everybody listening knows that DeMar Hamlin is back in Buffalo. He's out of the hospital. Um, he's got a long recovery ahead of him, but uh, yeah, good, good to hear everything went well in that sense. Um and good for Demar. I'm just happy for him. Yeah, that was good news. It's nice we can kind of. Uh, we're not going to move on from it, obviously, but it's nice to it, that the games just have that 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 not that weight going into them. It, it was more of a celebration of hey, he's healthy. Let's play some kick-ass games. Obviously, the Bills were celebrating by uh, the NFL. The NFL let him get a touchdown there on that first uh, kickoff there. So hey, it, and Baco, it just shows that the power of prayer works. It does. So uh, you know that's don't what bait, I heard a lot too. Don't bait because, me, man. Because everybody, everybody prayed for this one guy, so it worked. But any other time we pray for things and it doesn't work, you know that's just that's just no no contest. I did see a comment on ESPN Morning Show where uh, uh, someone I'll, I'll just won't name said, this is just proof that God is good. And at no time in the diatribe <laughs> about how all that stuff went, did they mention the medical staff, the doctors, the hospital, anything. Um, take what you want from that. Do what you want, people. But, yeah, God is good. But uh, so there's a kick-ass medical staff that revived his ass on site. Uh, and maybe God helped them, too, a little bit. Maybe, you know. Maybe Tim Tebow, the coaching helped. Um, <laughs> so a very hard shift here because <laughs> to me, you motherfucker, you baited me in that. Um, you knew I was going to go. Uh, early in the season, Justin Jefferson scored a touchdown, and then while he was celebrating, part of his celebration was to pretend he had just basically blew a hamstring or an Achilles tendon or something. It was the weirdest thing in the world. It was like, 
because it looked like he like I'm celebrating like oh my god I just fucking you know because we've seen players get injured during celebrations. Well, this last weekend, a player named Alex Highsmith, I'm just not familiar with him, but he's a Pittsburgh Steelers player. He sacked, um, well, I the, I don't know who they were playing, but basically this is this weekend. And after he sacked them, he pretended to have a heart attack while one of the players came up and punched his chest. And I can't believe how tone deaf that is. But here's my question for you guys. Is this a zenial thing? Like, why is pretending to be injured part of a celebration dance it doesn't make any sense to me it's wait a minute so you're telling me justin jefferson over celebrated come on not just not jj well, no, no plenty of players over celebrate look our no, entire no. defense over celebrated when they got an interception that was like basically <laughs> a punt it was like yeah. nobody's within 20 yards of me i didn't score a touchdown but hey let's all go to the end zone all of us and do another you know and we've done that twice a couple times this year but i don't mind them having fun i really don't i'm not an anti-celebration guy but like faking an injury is like what the how is that part of it and then this one my god jesus christ a guy just had to be defibrillated back to life on the football field six days ago and you're pretending now I accept his apology. It sounded like he it is just being tone deaf and stupid. Uh, so I'm not trying to demonize the guy. It seems like he feels bad and, and regrets it when once context put in. I I also think the context should have been obvious. But again, it goes back to my point. Why are we pretending to be injured during a uh, touchdown celebration or a sack celebration or a good play celebration? I think it's just the the evolution of of celebrations it's is, you know, is that evolving every, or devolving though i would say well everybody's going to add a little thing to it and you know the first time you see it you're like oh god did he really pull a hamstring and then he's like gotcha and then he runs off with the football or whatever so, so what happens got, the you, time he actually pulls one and then we don't send out the medical team because well he's just celebrating well that's what we call the, the boy that cried wolf baco there we go so. lessons <laughs> not learned is not evol- evolution is all i'm getting at well, we don't we don't uh, you know subscribe to the theory of evolution here, Baco. We leave it up to God's hands. <laughs> I'm not taking it this time. How about the Titans? <laughs> they they fired their offensive coordinator. Good, uh, get him out of there. Yeah, uh, Todd Downing, uh, a bunch of other guys too, right? Now Downing is the guy who got the Dewey after a, a nice win in Green Bay, right? Yeah, and that's the one thing. Even even before that Green Bay game, you know, everybody wanted Todd Downing fired, and then they're like, "Well, they're not going to fire him from a winning team." And then like we started losing a little bit, and then it was like, "Well, they're not going to fire him from a team that still, you know, has a has a shot to win the division." And then like the DUI was the perfect time to just yeah. be like, "Dude, you fucked up." You know, you he called a great game against Green Bay that night, that Thursday night game against Green Bay. You know, we're hucking it, chucking it, footballing all over the place, looking great. You know, sky's the limit for the team. And then he gets that DUI and seven straight losses. It's just embarrassing. It's just it's it's completely embarrassing all around. You know, Dobbs came in at the end there. He actually looked really good for yeah. for, for being a dude off the street. Are you kidding? And um so I didn't expect them to do anything in the, in the playoffs. It's one of those deals where, you know, you win this, you win the division, you hold off, you know, uh, Trevor Lawrence for one more year, you get the shirt, but then you end up getting your ass kicked in the playoffs. You know, it's like, it, it, it was kind of a win-win for me. You know, it was like you, either you win the division and get the shirt 
or you lose the game and you get a high draft pick and we'll see what we, you know, we got there. Cause we have a new GM coming in, uh, you know, hope, hope, uh, hope springs eternal over here at the uh, Tennessee Titans camp. Well, everybody, every team except one season ends with a loss. So, uh, that's my stab at making you feel okay. Um, I do hope you're wrong about, you don't fire a coordinator from a winning team because I will happy, I will. I will be. I'll be happy if, if Donatello is not our defense coordinator next year. Gene. Yeah, I feel the same way. It's. I'm surprised he made it through the season, but then I guess it's you don't want to shift horses midstream, as they say. So understandable, but damn, I is, that a, is that a real saying? Like, yeah, you, horses, know, you don't want to shift horses midstream. You don't switch horses midstream. Yeah, yeah. got to ride. The 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 you. you hang guys hanging out at <laughs> like the, on the old Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, and the horse belt. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, horse belt, yeah, uh, yeah. So that's I understand why, in a way, why they didn't do it. But I know I can understand also all the fans and myself included going, "What the fuck, dude? Uh, the system isn't working, or you're not working with the players you got. Fix, fix it. Do something." And who, uh, for all we know, is he's got some big cards up his sleeve, and he's not revealing anything till the playoffs. And so the Giants game is going to be a big tell. Do you have what it takes to to get to properly uh, get your team prepared? First of all, because obviously we weren't for Green Bay. That was that looked like a almost as bad as the Detroit. Or I'm sorry, the uh, the the game we won the there game. in Chicago. Them. No, I mean the game we won. It was that oh. like just okay. just a game that was. You know, the, obviously the Packers wanted it. Well, we we and, have a pick segment coming up, so we didn't. can kind of break kind of that stuff down a little bit more there. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely rooting for Ed Donatel not to be our defensive coordinator next year. Um, I'm with you. Uh, well, my uh, my I think my personal favorite headline regarding coaching news is that Jeff Saturday said, if he gets the job, <laughs> there's going to be significant changes. What's his first job going to be, Toomey? Fire himself. <laughs> Oh, oh, file, uh, fire, uh, Colton Blakely or whatever that kid's name is. For your, for you, I hope he gets the job, don't you? <laughs> um, uh, at this point, you know, I, I'm not worried about the team up north. No, they, they, they were talking about, you know, Trevor Lawrence is a young quarterback. He's like 23, 24 years old. After next, after this upcoming draft, most likely, uh, the the young kid from Alabama will probably be at the Texans. C.J. Stroud will be at the Colts. So basically, the Titans are are, are just a, a a free fall for the next few years if we don't hurry up and get somebody at quarterback. There's going to be a lot of young quarterback talent in the AFC South coming up. There's an old guy in Green Bay that's got a little little uh, muscle left in that arm. I hear he's available if you want him. Uh, I, you know, I hear that guy goes to uh, Churchill Downs every year for the Kentucky Derby with uh, Mike Vrabel. So maybe did, they maybe didn't you tell me he bought a house in Nashville? Uh, he bought some land. Land. He, he has, I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's built a house. But he's he's going to do a Kid a Rock thing. We put the double white on it. Boom. There you go. All right. <laughs> uh, well, so yeah. Well, any predictions on Aaron Rodgers? Here, here are the three choices, and I'll, and I'll let Gene pick first. Retire. Play somewhere else. Or go back to Green Bay. Gene, what's he going to do? I have a feeling that Green Bay wants to move on with him. I think it, it's he's going to get trade. Even if he wants to go back to Green Bay, I have kind of this feeling that they're going to want to get rid of him like they did with Favre. Mm-hmm. Especially with the whole waffling on the uh, will I or won't I retire bit. I mean, look at how he delayed things last year. 
And that may have been part of why they started off kind of slow. He wasn't connecting with these new players. He didn't care. It almost seemed like he didn't care. He was all in it for himself, and which is odd because with the ayahuasca, he, he was, was supposed he, to be, He was immunized. And then he was immunized. Yeah, from immunized whole, from his player. I was using it as a metaphor. He was from immunized from the team, yeah. Yeah, yeah there you go. I, I assume he's going to, his ego will not allow him to be, to step away. Now, when you're in a booth, yeah, sure, you're making money and you're still part of the game, but you're not in the game. You're not under the big lights. So I have a feeling he wants to go with another season, and I think he'll do it. He'll give one more shot with a different team and try to win a Super Bowl outside of Green Bay. Timmy. I was thinking his cap number was crazy, and it says on Track it says his current in 2023, Rodgers will earn a base salary of $1.165 million, a signing bonus of $58 million, a, work, a workout bonus of $50,000, while carrying a cap hit of $31 million and a dead cap of $99 million. So... I mean, the only reason, the only way I see him getting traded out of Green Bay is if if Green Bay eats a big chunk of this cap. But yeah, the kind of like what you know on a lesser deal, like the what uh, you know the Dolphins when they traded Tannehill to the Titans, they traded him plus, but they 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 ate like right. half of his contract. So we got with the the year you know we did really well with Tannehill. We were only paying him like one point six million dollars. The rest was coming from the Dolphins, but um, I just have a feeling he'll either retire or stay in Green Bay. I I, I don't really see him being a, a quarterback for another team. I think he's back. I think he's just going to yeah. go back to Green Bay. Uh, I, I, that that that's all. I don't think he's going to get traded because of everything you just said. He holds all the cards, and also, is he going to re- look? I, if I was that rich. I probably wouldn't care about an extra $60 million, but I don't know how good he is with his money. He doesn't seem like the brightest guy in the world, um, so maybe he <laughs> needs the extra 60 I think he's guaranteed at least another 60 if he comes back next year. Well, you, you, you basically broke it down. I love how his actual salary is $1.5 million, signing bonus $59 million. It's like... <laughs> Uh, but you know the, that that's the way the the numbers are worked. This, you know, he's not unique in that sense. But uh, and like you said, the Green Bay, although Green Bay has no owner, so all those fans can just pay for it. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's that's just my prediction. I think he's back in Green Bay next year. He he likes the attention. He likes the drama. He likes everybody. Looking at him going, what are you going to do, Aaron? You know, but, uh, and by the way, he's not the only overly wealthy athlete who likes the attention, so. Oh, but no, absolutely not. In case that sounded like I'm just saying it because he's a cheesehead, uh, pl- plenty of players uh, uh, on, on in every sport and every team are, are like that, but uh all right. Well, Gene, why don't you give us the final standings? Uh, I think I know who came in. And, and, and well, we know for us, Gene Vogel, number one, Baco, number two, by the way, a, a distant second. And then uh, closer to me was Toomey. So, yeah, Toomey and I, um, well, we, we, we just couldn't hang with you, Gene. Well, you guys took some chances at the end there trying to catch up. And that's so you, some, you probably gained a few and you probably lost more than you gained. Yeah, Baco, you were down, you were down 15 and. Uh, Toomey was down 31 after okay. the end of it all, as I far as know. just the two of the three of us. But the, regarding the top 
the top players. Yeah, are, actually, you know, run down the whole list. It's the end of the year. List. Let's just just uh, we know Jay Zablowski won it all, and he can go fuck himself. Yes. Well, I don't know if I'd say that, but yes, he did win. Uh, he I won would. by six points over the, the three-way tie we have for second place, which was Leslie. Really? Motel. Oh, she held in there. Yeah, she, she got back up into that top spot. Um, or tied for second. Yep, with uh, Leslie, Aaron, Martell, and uh, from Ridiculous Rock Reviews, and myself. We are tied at that oh, second place. And myself. Oh, you're so precious. No, I'm I'm I put myself third in that list of most people. I didn't say I, all about Jason Wooski. Hey, you Bowen. earned it. You earned uh, the, the ridicule and the respect. I and I actually won my work league. So I'm just waiting for my tomorrow I'm getting paid for that. So that'll be nice. Hmm. Uh following up in fifth place is Brian Davis and hmm. Scott Crouch, Glenn Bogan. Peter Ferrioli. By the way, Glenn Bogan, I know him personally. Uh, I, I call him Dick Ass. So way to go, Dick Ass. <laughs> okay. And uh, tied with Peter is Andy Hechtel. And rounding out the top 10 is Baco at number 10. Hmm. So you made the top 10, Baco. Good job. Nice. I was at sixth place a, a few weeks ago. So that's great that I just barely scraped the top 10. Well, you were you were picking opposite of me, trying to catch up to me instead of worrying about your actual co- competition. Now I'm starting to feel like you're worrying about my feelings. I I came in tenth, Gene. It's okay. No, you did. I'm just I'm explaining the flaw in your your workings there. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Following you was Kenneth Roy in eleventh. Bill Elam is at twelve. Jason Kearney thirteen. Stephen Wright fourteen. Todd Cunningham rounds out the top fifteen. Then we get into the final grouping here, which is Josh Toomey at 16. Chris Sinzak came charging up from behind to take the. At least I beat that no good Sinzak (laughs) by a lot. What was it? What was the? Yeah, I almost 100 points better than Sinzak. You were over 100 points better than Sinzak. Yes, way to go, Toomey! Yeah, suck it, my man. Suck it, CC. Yeah, that was a 103-point difference between you and How Chris How many teams Sanzac. does he root for? Like seven? Eight. Eight. Eight teams, yeah. And then we had uh, just just barely below Chris by two points is Dylan Ripka, followed by Kirk <laughs> Hansen, Tim Spindler, uh, Aaron Baker, and then the final, the, the, the bottom of the barrel at 22 is Eric Burnham. At four wins. It's like the bottom of the list is like uh, people that I know personally that bailed right away. Dylan Ripka, my uh, wife's best friend's husband's son. Uh, Tim Spindler went to high school with. Uh, class of 89, go uh, Indians. And uh, what was the last one? Eric Burnham, former delivery driver for Impressive Print. And a fucking noted cheesehead, so screw you, Scotty. And I'm pretty sure that number uh, 25 here with a zero zero <laughs> record is my uncle Mike. So hey, wait, isn't there a second Gene Vogel at the bottom that we can both brag about beating to me? Yeah, we beat the shit out of second Gene Vogel. Yeah, suck it, Gene. Fuck that guy. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, did you guys have anything else you wanted to talk to before we get to the picks? Why is there a second Gene Vogel in there? Was it like did you did you play twice the first week and like went with whoever won the most? <laughs> No, that, I think that was the second week when I went in there and I started making my picks, and then it was all that was part of the whole. It, it, this thing like logs you off as soon as you, tr- as soon as you, like you're the only person, two people logs you off again. 
and then you got to log back into it. It's uh, it's very much unlike the Yahoo Sports, which constantly keeps track of you, and it's a lot easier to manage and maintain. Plus, for an IT guy, you sure have a lot of computer issues. It doesn't (laughs) unpick your selections once you pick them. Which is which happened to me for two of my selections. So okay. what happened there is I made those picks and realized, oh crap, it had logged me off. So I logged back in and then I reselected those picks. So that's oh, why man. there is that second second one. This sounds a little sus. <laughs> hey, whatever makes you feel better about losing so bad, then you go with that. Whoa, now we're getting chippy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh my god uh, uh, alright so the, the wild card weekend for the 2022 season kicks off in 2023 Saturday January 14th we have the Seahawks opening up the playoffs uh, 4.30 Eastern so that would be 1.30 Pacific time for people out in uh, the Seattle area but yeah Seattle is traveling down the Pacific Coast Highway to the Windy City, San Francisco. Let's just let's let's go the opposite way, man. To me. Uh, what were the teams again? We have the Seahawks playing the Niners, going to uh, San Fran. Uh, I'll go. I'll go with the uh, home team, the 49ers. I don't have the um, uh, point spread in this one, but I believe they were favored by ten. So, uh, Gene. That's, I think it well, I'm not even thinking of the team. Uh, I'm going to go obviously with the 49ers since I picked them to go to the big dance, as the kids say. Um, fuck it, I'm going Hawks. They're going to do it. Pete Carroll is going to put an extra piece of fake gum in his fucking cheek. He's going to walk around in his Nike Monarchs and you know calm down Geno Smith and uh, yeah they're going to keep it close and win in the end. So. Um, Chargers versus Jaguars. They, now the Chargers West Coast team has to go all the way to the East Coast. Uh, these professional athletes have a hard time playing a game when they have to fly four hours against the uh, the act where they actually live. Uh, so at uh, eight fifteen Eastern, this game kicks off. To me, who is going to win this one? Uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers in this one. This is a tough one because it's two teams I don't have any faith in actually winning a game, but one of them has to win this game, right? Um, like Michael Vick would say, I don't have a dog in this fight. I'm going to go with the Chargers. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> you know what? There is not a team in the playoffs with a worse coach than the Chargers. I think the Chargers can win the Super Bowl, and then he should be fired. Uh, the Chargers are going to win this one. All right. Well, then, unfortunately for the Vikings, the Dolphins get the noon game at the Bills. To me, uh, I don't. I don't think Tua is playing. Not that that really does much. He shouldn't. And, uh, I, I, I did. Uh, I did pick the Bills at the beginning of the season, so I will stick with my Bills. And plus, with the uh, Demar Hamlin stuff, you know, then now they're like a team of destiny with Disney movies, you know, already being scripted. So. Mm. Not not that that's a conspiracy theory. I'm just saying. Uh, So, yeah, I'm going with the Bills. I, too, am going with the Bills. Uh, One thing that is interesting, though, that we didn't cover was that whole Bengals-Bills game being completely canceled 
not being made up. And therefore, that may have some impact in the playoffs once everything starts to shake down. Yeah, good point. You want to talk about that a little bit? I mean, they're going to do if here's how I recall it and, and correct me if I'm wrong. But if, if the Chiefs and Bills play in the playoffs, it's going to be a neutral site game. I think the other neutral site proposition was killed when the Ravens lost. I believe you're correct. Yes. Okay. We're just going to go with that then. Um, uh, so you, you, you picked the Bills here, Gene? I did pick the Bills, correct. Yeah, I have the Bills in the in the Super Bowl, so yeah, um, I got them uh, winning this too. The weird thing is that like, uh, if things go well for my squad, I'm going to keep picking against my own Super Bowl pick, uh, but, So, uh, but I'll take it. Um, all right, then on um, later in the evening, we at 8.15, we have the Ravens going back to Cincinnati and uh, playing the Bengals for the third time this season. Uh, what, what's going to happen here to me? It's going to be it's going to be dark in Cincinnati. Oh, there you go. Um, Lamar comes back. Does he? And, uh, I don't think he's going to play. That's my gut. They keep saying he's going to play, so we'll see. But I, I still go with the Bengals in this one. Yeah, it's going to be tough to pick against the Bengals, with, especially with, yeah, I don't trust the birds. I'm going with the Bengals. I have nothing else to add to Bengals. Um, and then I can't stand this. They need to not do this anymore. Monday night fucking football for a playoff game. I want shit wrapped up Saturday. I don't even just wrap the fucking thing up. This, <laughs> this should not happen, but it will. The Cowboys, uh, uh, America's team, unless you don't live in Dallas, because uh, <laughs> I'm an American. They're not my team. Well. <laughs> to me, <laughs> Cowboys Bucks in Tampa. What do you got? I think the stat was the Tom Brady has never lost to the Cowboys. Uh, and uh, I'm going to say that they don't start today. I think I think I'm going to go with uh, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah, this is another tough one. If if. Dallas has a good game, and it's it's always a possibility. But uh, if I were a betting man, I wouldn't put any money on it. Ah, uh, let's go with uh, Tampa Bay to to win win for the Gipper. That being Tom Brady. I'm just going to clarify what you said. So if you're saying if the Buccaneers play good and Dallas doesn't, Tampa will win this game. I no, I think Dallas has the capability to to win some good games, uh, and then they also have the capability to be complete. Or shit, Last and especially with Dak Prescott throwing that football to anybody on the field, it doesn't matter what your what your jersey says or what colors they are. He'll throw you the ball if you're open. So that's where I'm worried. Is like if he just starts throwing it to players in red, then it the, he's gonna the, the Dallas Cowboys are gonna be done in the first quarter, let alone uh, playing four full ones. So oh. I think. I'm worried about picking against him and have him having one of those really good games, and then he'll get just knocked out in the next round. Um, well, I'm not worried at all about any of this, but uh, I, 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 Dak Prescott under 40 percent, under 40 percent the last four weeks completion percentage, um, and the Cowboys are prone for having a good season and then just fucking putting a deuce in the first week of the playoffs. Yeah, and Tom Brady. Come on, man. Everybody, everybody's getting healthy. This is all lined up for another one of those stupid fucking Brady runs. So 
uh, yeah, the Buccaneers are at least going to take care of the fucking Cowboys at home. So. Well, and imagine if they tried to tackle Brady, then they're going to throw flags all over the place for that. <laughs> all right. Well, then the game of the week, baby. The Vikings are bringing back the fucking G-Men from New York back to our stadium where we fucking barely beat them uh, just a few weeks ago. Um, I want to just, can I, if you guys don't mind, I have a couple things I'd like to lead going into to my comments on the game here. Um, <laughs> I just can't find my fucking notes now. You like that? You like that? Oh my god, I had this whole fucking thing. Alright, well here's the thing. Uh the <laughs> I had a one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> Where... now, if you wanna crown them, then clown your ass! Never mind. I put my T on top of it. <laughs> Maybe I'm just gonna leave that in. Anyway, um, all right. So the the Vikings have basically been the the one team in all the playoffs that basically everybody thinks is a fraud. I'm talking national media. I'm gonna give a, a couple comments about the team. We have two edge rushers in Z- Zadarius Smith and Daniel uh, Hunter, who are at least top six, top ten uh, edge rushers. We have two of the best cover corners according to Pro Football Focus. Patrick Peterson and Duke Shelley are have are rated in the top five as far as cover corners. Uh, our left top left tackle, he's at least a top five guy. We definitely have the wide receivers, and our quarterback has eight fourth quarter comebacks this season. And yet nobody's look. I'm not saying we, we we're gonna blow away the Giants. We're going to run the table. We're four wins away from a, a, a thing. We can lose. We can get our, we, we've already shown we can get our ass kicked. All I'm saying is like, we definitely deserve to be in the conversation of, yeah, we could also run the table. I mean, all of the, especially in the NFC, you talk about fucking Brock Purdy out and starting for San Francisco. That can't keep going. Um, Jalen Hurts, how healthy is he? The, the Eagles have looked more defeatable than ever. Tom Brady is 90 years old, and they're bare, they're stumbling into the playoffs. The Cowboys are a joke, and we're playing the Giants. Who could? They actually put up a really good game against us. But here's the, the thing: the Giants are three, five, and one in their last nine games. I'll put the Vikings' record up against that. All I'm trying to say there is. Stop fucking taking a crap on us. The Giants have a, a, a worse point differential than we do, and they're in the playoffs. But it's because, like, I think if the Vikings had only won, like, 10 games, then we would be going, like, oh, well, man, they, nobody wants to play them. It's because we won 13 games. They're going, I don't think they're that good. It's just this weird thing, man. And I get it. I think a lot of the criticism is fair. Uh, and Kirk Cousins did just do the dumbest thing I've ever seen him do all season against the Bears this last weekend. So who knows what's going to happen. But uh, I think we all know where I'm going with my pick. The Vikings are going to take this one. I will go next then. I am going to also pick the Vikings to take down New York. Yeah, I'm not overly impressed, I, especially that last game with New York. I was like, wow, are you guys really Are you trying to win? Or you just don't care? You're just saving up for the playoffs? I, I don't have a whole lot of faith in in, uh, in New York coming in and winning. 
And the Vikings, as long as uh, Kirk Cousins throws it to the right color jerseys, we should be set. So, Vikings. So what Gene is saying, if the Vikings play well, I'm still <laughs> If we play better than the Giants. If we score one more point than those guys score, I have a feeling that we're going to win this game. Yeah, okay. Me too. Listen, man, the Vikings have been overhyped all season. Like, you know, thir- <laughs> like one of the worst defenses in the entire league. Absolutely. You know, you, ha- you, you, oh, yeah. you have fans of the Vikings openly rooting for their defensive coordinator to get fired. Like, just you got Kirk Cousins back there throwing the ball to God knows where half the time. Uh, you know, you've got Justin Jefferson out there celebrating, starting at like the 25 yard line, doing the gritty just down the field. Uh, I'm sorry, that was the Packers after one good uh, deflected pass. Uh, that wasn't uh, just clear. That's the only thing I wanted to clarify. Carry on. <laughs> uh, I mean, I just can you trust the Vikings in this situation? I mean, it's playoffs. It's a big game. Big game. Kirk ain't coming out for out of the tunnel in this one. You got Saquon Barkley on the other side, just running people over. I think I might have to do it, man. I think I might have to go with the. Uh, I'm going with the Vikings. What are you guys thinking? Jesus Christ. I had you worried there. I know I did. You like that? (laughs) I do like that. Yes, absolutely. And yeah, everything. The weird thing is that like everything you said, spot on. All true. You can't deny it. (laughs) Skull, baby. All right. Well, this is the the start of the, the, the regular season is officially over. We're starting off the playoffs now. Um, gentlemen, this has been a lot of fun. We got a few more weeks to go, man, and then and then yeah, to me, it's draft prep, and uh, we'll, we'll figure out. Our something. draft prep already started. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <Yeah, all> right. <laughs> uh, if you don't mind, I could use. Uh, I'm going to look over your shoulder and uh, cheat off your notes. But uh, all right, guys. Uh, well, thanks a lot for a great regular season. Thanks to all the listeners who played along again. You should be able to pick games for the playoffs. If there's a new link, go to the Copers on Fire group, Copers on Fire on Facebook, and I'll share that before the weekend to make sure everybody can that, that wants to play can still play. So uh, other than that, Skull, motherfucker. Skull Vikes. Skull Vikes. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. 
That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 